Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, Sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousand beside. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto sing a song. I'm going to sing another song. Yes. <laughs> I haven't had it working for me long, so don't, you know. My God is real. There are some things I may not know. There are some places I can go. But I am sure 
of this one thing that God is real for I can feel him deep within and my God is real he's real in my soul my God is real for he has washed and made me whole and his love for me is like pure gold my God is real for I can feel him in my soul how some folks may doubt and some folks may scorn and all can desert and leave me alone but as for me I'll take God's part for my God is real and I can feel him in my heart and my God is real He's real in my soul. My God is real for he has washed and made me whole. And his love for me is like pure gold. My God is real for I can feel him in my soul. Now I cannot tell just how you felt when Jesus took your sins away. But since that day, and oh yes, since that hour, God has been real, for I can feel His holy power. And my God is real, He's real in my soul. My God is real, for He has washed and made me whole. And His love for me, is like pure gold. My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. And my God is real, He's real in my soul. My God is real, for He has washed and made me whole. And His love for me, He's just like pure gold. My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. I'll get a train, don't worry. It's a <laughs> I appreciate Mrs. Hoover. She has played for me time and time again, and, and uh, it's been a blessing to have my daughter here this week, and uh, she's... Uh, my daughter's getting to where she can play and, and help out and, and things like that. And that's a blessing. Kids get older and they get helpful in the ministry. And that's exciting, really is. And um, my oldest daughter's going to be graduating from a high school there at the uh, church where I go at Fairhaven Baptist. She goes to the, in fact, all the kids go to the Christian Academy. And she'll be graduating this year and entering Fairhaven College. And she'll be majoring in uh, uh, education, I think secondary education. She wants to teach music and, and teach in the Christian school. <clears throat> she feels that's what the Lord have her to do. So I'm excited about what God is doing uh, in the family. And it's just good to be in a good uh, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, soul-winning, sold-out Baptist church. Amen. And, 
And uh, that, that right there has just helped my family. I, I mentioned it earlier. You know, I don't know of anything that, that's helped my family. I mean, you know, outside of what my responsibility is, I mean, as far as outside of my personal responsibility of, you know, that has helped my family more than being in a good church where the preacher just preaches it and uh, lets the chips fall where they may. And uh, it's really been a blessing. It's really helped. And I can see it in, in my life, and, and I see the benefit as well in my family. So praise the Lord for it. All right. Uh, 2 Kings <clears throat> chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. And uh, I want to encourage you. I just, uh, I don't know how hard the message will be. I, I really don't think it will be a hard message as far as that's concerned but I don't know of anything that that we need more as servants of God than what we see in this passage you know Pastor Jones killed me last night he killed me you know preachers you know, you know we don't realize it you know we we slay folks with with passing comments and don't even realize it you know but uh, Pastor Jones told me, he told me, he preached this message. He's just telling me about something. He said, you know, I preached that message. You know, I'm standing there thinking, I'm going to preach that message tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. But I praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to preach it anyway because God gave it to him and God gave it to me. And I'm going to preach it anyway. So, amen. So, Pastor Jones, you, you preach it. Now you get to get it preached to you. Amen. So. <laughs> Amen. Second Kings chapter six, we're going to read, but let's pray first. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for this meeting and Lord, what a blessing it is to be around preachers and folks that uh, serve you and live for you, God. And I pray, Lord, you're blessed in this service. Speak to hearts, Lord. We thank you for all that is going on so far, all of the various ministries that have been presented. We thank you, Lord, that we can be encouraged that the work of God is going forward. And I pray that all of us, Lord, will be as as involved as you would lead us to be, Lord, in all of these various ministries and helping and doing what we can, Lord, to get the gospel out and get the word of God out around this world and where we live and every place that we possibly can. And yet, Lord, I pray that as we bring this message to, uh, and in, in this time, Lord, that we will understand, Lord, that what a tremendous need it is for us to be what we ought to be and have the power and the strength that we ought to have in your service. Now, help us, God, and uh, God, just deal with us, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Chapter 6, very familiar passage of Scripture. Most of you have probably preached it at one time or another, and uh, but this is what God has given me for this moment. In verse uh, chapter 6, verse 1, it says, And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold, now the place where, the, where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, 
and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. This, this axe head in this passage of scripture, I think would represent the power of God. If you'd allow me to, 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 to present it that way. This axe head that this, that this young prophet had, uh, would represent the power of God in our lives. And just as this young prophet needed the axe head, you can imagine him out there in the forest cutting down trees. He had to have the axe head in order to cut down the trees. And, and, and in order to accomplish the work that he went there to accomplish, he went there to cut down trees. And, and he had what he needed to cut the trees down with. He had the axe head. See? And, and, and in the same sense, as we serve God, as we minister to the people of God, as we uh, do the work that God has called us to do, friend, <laughs> you know, that's why God called us. God called us to accomplish something. God called us to do a work. In order to accomplish that work, we've got to have the power of God. There's a lot of things that we can do without, see? But we cannot do without the power of God. This, this, this young prophet could have did without a lot of things. But if he's going to cut down trees, he had to have the axe head. And if we're going to do the work effectively that God has called us to do, and, and you think about it, and there's pastors here, there's missionaries here, there's evangelists here, there, there's all kinds of ministries represented here, but, but, but we all have one thing in common, that we've been called of God to do a work and, 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 and yet we've got to have the power of God in order to accomplish this work, in order to be effective for God. We've got to have the power of God. You see, this, this young man out there cutting down trees in the, in, in the woods, he could only expect to see the big trees fall as long as he had the axe head. Without the axe head, he had no reason to expect the big trees to fall. And you know, you can take an axe handle and, you know, maybe some little, little tree, you might be able to knock them over with an axe handle. But man, if we're going to see the big trees fall, we're going to have to have the axe head of God's power. See, we must have the axe head. Now, what do you mean by the big trees? I'm talking about Brother, who was talking about the families? Man, oh man, that's a big tree. And and the only way we're going to see God put families that all messed up. I mean, we live in a day and age when when I mean families are all fouled up. Now people come to church uh, who, who live together that are not married, and there was a time when people w- would be ashamed that anybody would know it. And they come in our churches like they're man and wife. And, 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 and it's a shocking thing to them to find out that this thing is wrong. The kids have two or, you know, it's two or three different kids with two or three different daddies. Families filed up. See? All messed up. Man, that's a big tree. And the only way we're going to see God working in those kind of situations, man, we've got to have the power of God. Huh? Drunkards, huh? That's a big tree. 
drug addicts. Yeah, and, and, and not just in the inner city. Huh? Man, this dope and the sexual perversion and all this stuff has permeated the lifestyle of America. And this is what we're up against, see? And, and, and the only way we're going to make a dent, the only way we're going to make an impression, the only way we're going to see something happen is we've got to have the power of God. See? And this, 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 this young man went into the forest expecting to see some trees fall. And he had the axe head to do it with. But he lost the axe head. Huh? We're going to talk about that, that axe head a little bit today. And, 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 and I think I'm just going to talk to you. Please, please hear it and, and, and take it to heart. Because I think, man, I think some of us are, are, are trying to cut down trees without the axe head. See? And it'll never work. Techniques, how to, we got all kind of how to things and how to books and how to clinics and all this stuff. Friend, all of that is worthless. <laughs> I could go to a tree cutting school. I can go to tree cutting seminars. I can buy tree cutting books. But if I get out there in the forest without the axe head to cut them down, all that stuff is worthless. See? You, I'd rather have one guy in the forest with an axe head, with an axe, handling an axe head, than 15 of them out there that, know, that, are, that are doctors in cutting down trees, but don't have no axe heads. That one guy, you know, may be ignorant, but he's got an accent. You know, he's going to he's going to see some trees fall. See? Oh, man, we've got everything. In some cases, we've got everything but the accent. We need to get back to the accent. See, let's look at a couple of things. And, and I'm not going to keep you long. Let's look at the loss of the accent, the loss of the accent. First of all. Uh, when he lost it. Look at when he lost it in verse number five. It tells us when he lost it. It says, but as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. It tells us exactly when he, when he lost it. He, he lost it while he was working. Now think about that for a moment. This guy wasn't sitting at home. This guy wasn't fooling around. The guy was out working. He was busy. And he lost the axe head while he was working, while he was busy. Listen to me. <laughs> I think sometimes we think that, that, that power means you just got a lot of activity. How much you can run around and run around. Listen, and, and sometimes we get so busy that, that, man, we've lost the power. That's right. He lost it while he was working. You got to be careful, fellas. Work doesn't make you spiritual. Work doesn't make you. Listen, work in itself will not keep you right with God. You can get backslidden in the work. You can get away from God in the work. When did he lose it? While he was working, friend. While he was working. Not only does it tell us when he lost it, it tells us how he lost it. It, it, it doesn't say it, but, it, but, but it, it implies it. Look, in verse 5, 
But as one was felling a, a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was burned. How did he lose it? I'll tell you how he lost it. He lost it through neglect. Now think about it for a second. If you ever held an axe in your hand or, or, or anything like that, you know that, that that axe head doesn't ever just fall off all of a sudden. Starts getting loose. And maybe that little wedge in there starts slipping out. And that, and that axe head gets a little loose. And, 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 and you can feel that thing loose on the end of that axe. Huh? It'll warn you before it comes off now. And, 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 and follow me now. This guy was paying more attention to the work and no attention to the axe head. Now listen to me. Don't get so wrapped up in the work, friend. That, that, that you don't pay attention to the thing that, that it takes for you to do the work. Amen. We don't lose God's power all of a sudden. There's warning signs, man. God, God warns us, man. You don't, man, you don't see the results. Man, you don't sense the presence of God. God warns you. And he didn't give attention to the axe head. All of his attention was to the work. See, oh man, the work is important. But think about it. Without the axe head, then the work doesn't go on. Man, don't get so busy running around and you're doing everything and running hither and thither and you're working and you're working and working. And before you know it, the axe head's gone. You got to give some attention to the axe head. Every now and then you gotta check the accent. Every now and then you gotta look at it. Every time, every now and then you gotta check the axe. Every now and then you gotta inspect the thing and make sure that it's tight and secure. Huh? He lost it through neglect. And yet I found in my own life. Now get this. I confess my own sin. And there's time I get going, friend. And, and, and I get neglecting my Bible reading. I get neglecting my time with God. I get neglecting that, that meditation, that getting with God, that, that begging God, that pleading God with God. Oh, my friend. And before I know it, the power's gone. Isn't it strange how you can preach the same sermons? Go through all the same motions without God's power. Without God's power. Neglect. Oh, we get busy, friend, and we neglect prayer. I'm talking about real prayer. I'm talking about real prayer. And I think as I speak to the folks in this room, boy, I, we ought to know what real prayer is. Huh? I'm talking about crying out to God. Huh? We get to the place, friend, where we neglect that prayer. We neglect that Bible reading. I mean the kind of Bible reading where God speaks to you. Where you're in the presence of God. Huh? Bible study. You know, it's not enough just to read the Bible, man. We got to take time to study the Bible. And not just study it to get a sermon. 
had to study it for our own edification, for our own strengthening, for our own feeding, you see? Huh? Jesus, when in the home of Martha, you remember the story how that Martha was all cumbered about serving and, and doing everything and, and all of that, and Mary was content to sit at the feet of Jesus. Martha's frustrated and, and backslidden and getting mad and everything else. And, and, uh, and Jesus said, Martha, Martha, Martha. You're cumbered about many things. And, but, but, but Mary's chosen the good part, which shall not be taken from her. Isn't that something? Martha was so busy about serving Jesus that she didn't pay any attention to Jesus. Fellas, we can get so busy serving Jesus that we don't even notice Jesus. And we don't even spend time with Jesus. Peter and those guys, they, you know, none of them were Dr. Peter. And Reverend Peter, they were just Peter. <laughs> you know, they didn't go to any of the world-renowned Bible college. They just went to the school of Jesus. When they were brought before those councils, brethren, they, they had power. Yeah. And the Bible says they took knowledge of them that had been with Jesus. Amen. Huh? Fellas, that's what our people need to see. Yeah. You guys going on the mission field, friend, if, it, if those people don't see that, right. don't even go. Right. Don't even go. Right. See? Amen. Oh, we need that time with Jesus. Huh? You look down through history and you'll see the people that were mightily used of God were people who spent much time with God. You look at the Whit, you know, isn't it amazing? We preach about the, the Whitfields and we preach about the Wesleys and the, and the Ari Tories and the Moody's and these people that were, I, I mean, they fell the big trees. Huh? Or they cut down forests, man. Huh? And you look at their lives, friend, and you'll find that these people spent hours with God. Hours in the Bible, hours before God. And people would say, man, you got so much to do. How can you afford uh, that, that, that much time? And he said, boy, he said, that's right. I got so much to do that I, I, I can't do it without it. I must spend time with God. Ian Bounds, and, and if you haven't read much of Ian Bounds, you need to read a lot of Ian Bounds. Ian Bounds. He said, as every day demands its bread, so every day demands its prayer. No amount of praying done today will suffice for tomorrow's praying. He said, today's manna is what we need. And fellas, that's what we need. We need a fresh anointing of God every day. We need fresh supplies. The fresh breath of God every day. Every day upon our lives. Every day we get up. Oh, we need to get with God and say, oh God. Oh God. Am I still right with you, God? Is the power still there, God? He lost it, friend. 
from neglect. He just didn't pay attention to Lack's hand. And before he knew it, it was gone. It was gone. Where did he lose it? The Bible tells us where he lost it. It says in verse 5, But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. You see, once he lost it, it fell into the water. Where, now get this, he had no power of, of himself to get it back. Huh? You lose the power of God, friend. God's hand is not on your life. You don't have power to get it back yourself. I think we got a philosophy that just a little bit more work will cure anything. You know, I ride with God, just, just, just work a little harder. You know, I ride with God, just go knock on some doors. I'm going to tell you something, friend. We don't have power of ourselves to get that power back. The, the axe head was in the water. He couldn't, it was no little light thing for, it was beyond his reach. But look at the concern of the prophet. Look at verse 5. Not in that verse. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. Now get this. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. I want you to see a couple of things there. He stopped working and started crying. He stopped working and started crying. It's amazing. We think we can just work without it. Some of us have lost the power, friend, and, and boy, we just go on working. Banging up against that tree with an axe handle. Huh? He didn't try to work without it, friend. He didn't try to pretend that he had it. Huh? You know, you take an axe handle, the axe handle's flat at the big you know, big axe, man, that thing's flat at the top. Bang that thing up against the side of a tree, that thing can make a lot of noise. See? And 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 it can sound like you're doing a lot of work. Huh? That prophet wasn't gonna be satisfied with an axe handle ministry. And I think it's sad, friend, that some of us have settled for an axe handle ministry. We're preaching axe handle sermons. We're seeing axe handle results. We've got axe handle churches with axe handle members and axe handle ministries. We're not seeing the big trees fall. I think it's sad. I think it's pitiful. No, he stopped working and started crying. He said, oh, I'm lost it. Master, alas, it was borrowed. He stopped working and started crying. Man. Oh, man. Some of us just need to start crying. So, oh, God, oh, God, I've lost it. 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 He stopped working and started crying. Hmm? Oh, we got a lot of folks that are noisy but powerless. Huh? We got a lot of stuff that's showy but powerless. Organized but powerless. 
powerless. He knew that, now get this, he knew that the axe head didn't belong to him. Isn't that something? For a last, he said, a last master, for it was borrowed. He, it was not his axe head. And fellas, the power of God is not ours. It's God's. It's God's. The psalmist said in Psalm 62, 11, God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. We're nothing. God's everything. And whatever is done, friend, it's because God decided to use us. Well, we're in Acts chapter 3. You might want to turn to it in Acts chapter 3. Uh, there's a related passage there in Acts chapter 3. In verse number 12. Peter had been used of God to heal this, this man. And the people began to look at Peter as if Peter was something. But thank God Peter knew he wasn't anything. In verse number 12 it says, And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and the God and, and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. Peter knew that it wasn't his power. And you know, sometimes God begins to work in our lives and God begins to do some great things and, and bless in a tremendous way. And if we're not careful, We'll forget that it's God and not us. We'll forget that it's borrowed, friend. We'll forget that, it's, that, that God has allowed us the tremendous privilege to be used of him. And that it's his power and not our power. Listen, we've got to understand that without God, we can't do anything. Jesus said, I'm the vine, ye are the branches, abide in me and I in you. For as the branch can do nothing of itself, neither can ye except ye abide in me. We need him. He doesn't need us. Oh, he'll use us, but we need him. Alas, master, for it was borrowed. It was borrowed, you see. Look at the return of the axe head. Turn back to that passage of scripture. In 2 Kings chapter 6. The return of that axe head. So I can find it here. 2 Kings chapter 6. Verse 6 it says, And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. And he said, therefore said he, take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. And follow me, just a couple of things, and I'm done. He knew where he lost it. He knew exactly 
where he lost it. And friends, if we would go to God and as this young man did and to, to Elisha and, and ask for the return of that axe and ask God to return that power to us, I believe God would ask us that same question. Where, where'd you lose it? Where'd you lose it? You see? And like this young man, you see, we need to be specific with God. See, we're not going to ever have God's hand on our lives and power on our lives if we're not going to be specific with God. See? And when we deal with sin, friends, we got to be specific. God, I, I, I lost it because I haven't been praying, God. I lost it because I've neglected my time with you. I've lost it, God, because I've letting worldly things get in my life, God. I've lost it, God, because I, 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 I've become discouraged. I've lost it, God, because of this and this and this. And be specific with God. Where'd you lose it? That'd be the question today. Say, oh, brother, I, I, I need God's power. Well, where'd you lose it? Because that's where you're going to find it. Okay? You can get back on where you got off, friend. Where did you lose it? Huh? We can't skip over. We can't bypass sin. We can't uh, go past. Man, we got to go back to where we lost it. Simple. I think sometimes our own pride will hinder us from dealing with it. Yeah, I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. But you're human too. See, we're not infallible. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm an evangelist and I thank God for that. But man, oh man, oh man. I, I've got a battle to, to, to stay right with God. It's stinking rotten flesh. Huh? You let things get in. Bitterness, discouragement, unforgiveness covetousness and, and really listen to me I think with, with a group like this I think the devil uses just busyness think about it now some of you the devil could never get you not to work and so he says alright I'll just get him to work and not pray I'll just get him to work and not really spend time with God and he still accomplishes his same end. A powerless preacher. See? He knew where he lost it. Secondly, only God could give it back. See, he, he, he went to the man of God. Which represented God in, in, in their presence. Only God could give it back. And the man of God said, where fell it? And he showed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in thither. And the iron did swim. You see, it was a miraculous recovery. Power of God is not, you know, and it's not like flipping on a light switch and on and off. Only God can give it, friend. And when we lose it, only God can give it back. See? It's miraculous. And then he had to reach out and take it again. 
I want you to think about that, and I'm done. Look at verse 7. Therefore said he, take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. You know, friends, God will do some things for us. God isn't going to do everything. Did you hear what I said? God will do some things for us. But God will not do everything. God will make it available. God will say, here it is. You can have it back. Here it is. And then God said, the man of God said, reach out and take it. Pick it up again. Take a hold of it again. And friends, listen to me. God will make his power, tremendous power of God available to you and I. But you're going to have to reach out by faith and prayer and supplications, getting along with God, friend, in the early morning hours, in the late night hours, getting away from everybody, getting away from the wife and the children and the church and everybody else and get somewhere with God and reach out and take what God has made available, friend. We don't have to be powers. We don't have to be defeated. We don't have to be banging our heads up against a wall and not seeing anything happen. We don't have to live like that. And we don't have to have ministries like that. We don't have to do it, friend. We can have God's power on our lives. And I don't care where you minister. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care what the difficulty is, friend. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there any? Is there anything too hard for God? Is there any field that God can't conquer? Is there any heart that God, listen, God could harden Pharaoh's heart and then God could take Lydia and open her heart that she believed the things of God. I'm saying we need God. That's what we need. We need God. And that's the answer. There it is. God makes it available. We better reach out and take it, friend. We better reach out. We better get with God. We better just get with God. I've asked myself over and over again, why is it that and we read about the Moody's and these people. We, we don't see the Moody's and these people in the day we live. Why? Is God different? Is the Bible different? <laughs> no, we're different. We're different. And we're not reaching out and we're not begging God. We're not pointing out the sin. We're not getting right with God. Huh? We become axe handle preachers with axe handle churches and axe handle members and axe handle ministries. Oh, you can knock some twigs over with an axe handle, and you can make a lot of noise in the forest. If you're going to see the big trees fall, and friend, we live in a day. 
We got to see the big trees fall. We got to have God's power. Plain and simple. Would you bow your heads? Preach, I don't know about you, but I can't, I can't live without God's power. I'm not going to be an evangelist without the power of God in my life. And I'll never be able to raise my kids and have the family and all to have without the power of God in my life. That's what we need. That's what we need. I don't know I don't, if God's dealt with your heart. Maybe maybe you'd like to come to the altar and just spend some time with God. I, I don't know. If you, if you would, just come. Just come to the altar if you'd like to. But I'm not going to be powerless. I don't care what everybody else does. I don't care what's popular. I'm not going to be powerless. I'm not going to be... I'm not going to live without his hand on my life. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Oh, God, help us. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us. Help us. Help us, God. Help us in this thing. Strengthen your preachers, God. Empower your preachers, God. And preachers, wives, and Christian workers, and missionaries, and evangelists, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Lay your hand on us, God. Oh, God. We'll never see revival, God, without your power. Our people will never get the help they need, God, without your power. Oh, God. Oh, God. These missionaries will never be effective, God, without your power. Korea will go to hell, God. In Mexico and every other country, God, we need your power. Please, God. Please, God. Help us, God.